from the heart of America. Blind Living Radio. Radio by the blind. For the world. Blind Living Radio. Dedicated to enhancing the blind and visually impaired community while enlightening and educating others. BlindLivingRadio.com Welcome to Blind Living Radio. I'm half the hosting crew, Harley Thomas, and I'm sighted, joined with Danielle Crapo, who happens to be blind and has her guide dog next to her side. Yeah. Hi, hi. Danielle. Hi, Harley. We've got a good show today. We do. We a have little a, different topic. We have a great show today. And more than a great show, we have a very special guest today. We do. Someone I think we both know. Yeah, I might know him better. I might know him better. I don't know. Well, we have Danielle's husband, Tony, joining us today in the studio. Hi, Tony. Hello. And uh, I understand we're going to talk a little sports. Yeah, uh, blind sports and how they're adapted. And uh, fun fact, Tony also has his guide dog in the studio, Abbott. So we have two dogs in the studio. And I really think this is probably better if Danielle drives the show and asks Tony questions. That way it's more like home. Can you do the dish? Oh, that kind of question? No, not those kind of questions. Oh, my bad. Let's talk sports. Because <laughs> Tony's very accomplished at many, many sports. For our listeners, Tony is actually fifth in the state of Wisconsin. Oh, for... Tony is blind. Oh, the, We should well, tell people that. But the dog is here, so they knew The that. dog is here, but Tony is also completely blind, though. Um, I have light, light perception. Light perception. Yeah, it's it's useless. <laughs> He's just being honest. And he laughs. He's being honest. I have light perception. It's useless. Yeah. So um so Tony is number five in the state for blind bowling. Very cool. So, so he knows a little bit about bowling. And he does a little bit of golfing too. So do you wanna tell us like how blind blind bowling what is blind bowling? How is it done? Yeah. How do you throw a ball down an alley and knock anything down without going in the gutters? Do you use bumpers? Oh, do you use bumpers? All I, good questions. I do not use bumpers. Okay, good. And I try to keep the ball out of the, the gutters like any other person would. So far you bowl just like I do. Well, I probably bowl better. Probably. <laughs> considering I'm fifth in state. He's got uh, a point. Bowling is adapted. Let me start it this way. The same rules that apply to a sighted person applies to somebody who is who's blind. Keep your ball out of the gutter. Keep your ball out of other lanes other than the one you're supposed to be bowling on. Off your feet. Keep them off your feet. Keep them. Keep the ball from going behind you. And o- obey all lane courtesies. So don't try to go bowling while you got somebody on your left or your right. That sounds very much like the rules I grew up with. It should be. It sounds yeah. identical, actually. It, it's, it's straight up bowling. Straight up bowling. Okay, now the, the question, the adaptation to bowling is there's a handrail that's placed along one or the other side of the approach. And these, these rails are lined up with uh, the gutter, depending if you're a right-handed bowler or a left-handed bowler. Okay. Because sometimes you, you'll, have, um, you'll be bowling on the same team with somebody who's left-handed. Sure. Then, then you feel like... Like you're in a cattle. So so you're standing at, at the approach, and there's a rail on the right, a rail on the left, and then you reach out and place yourself a certain distance from that railing? Yes. My approach is um, I usually find the, 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 the back 
part of the rail, close further away from the, the lane. Okay. At that point, it's got a, a, a curve at the top. And then I move in to the very, um, I'll, I'll call it a knuckle. It's the joint of okay. the first um, pole that, that holds it up. Um, at that point, I put a hand or a, I make a fist and lay, put it alongside the rail. And then uh, just put my hip up against the knife hand part of my, so like the inside. So you're spot bowling. That's all you're doing. Kind of like me, I'd spot bowl. I go from the two from the center to the left is where I put my left foot. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'm looking to lay my bowling ball down right around the second arrow from the right-hand side. Okay. So it is spot bowling. But That's now, really cool, but you the, can't see anything. No. Now, here, here's the question. I also throw a hook. Oh. I'm not talking about boxing. I'm talking about a uh, little ball hook. Yes. No, no, it's not little. It's, it's pretty big. How uh, are, you, are you a straight bowler or are you a, you a hooker? Oh, I'm a straight bowler, Tony. I get more splits <laughs> than, you know, I thought I split a lot of pants. I split a <laughs> lot of pins at the bowling alley, let me tell you. So that that's Perfect. pretty much all the adaptation that you would need to do blind bowling, right, is just the rail? Yes, and, and it, it does help when you got somebody there that knows how to read what a, a hook ball is doing on the lane tells you where it's going to start making its break in towards the pin from the gutter side. Yeah, that really helps to have somebody that knows what's really going on. Now, and then from that, do you adjust the way your hand is, the way you hold the ball, or the way you flick your wrist when you put it out? Because that changes the way your hook behaves, right? That, or, or if the hook is doing what it should be doing, but you're hitting high or deep in the pocket, you, you'd move left or right. So I would say something like, your ball's headed to the gutter. It's going to fall in the gutter. It's coming back to the left. Oh, it just hit the head pin. All ten are down. Man down. Is that what I would say? Something. You'd say, um. Danielle, what, what, what do it? they say? Let's say, uh, Danielle, you're there every week cheering them on, bowling yourself. Usually if, if uh, yeah, but I don't bowl as well. If he gets a strike, they'll just say, sit down. And then that's how he knows he got a strike. Or they'll there's, say. There's no description. He throws his ball and they're like, sit down. Yeah, they're that because it's such a fast pace. Because you're in a team element, so right. you don't want right. to, you know. And then if there's pins up, like if he needs to get a spare, they'll say you've got the one three five up, and then he'll know okay how to adjust his ball. Which I I need help knowing what the pin numbers are because I have a hard time seeing to the end of the lane sometimes because that pin hides behind that other pin. That's why the electronic scoreboard shows you exactly what's going to go on. Yep. Danielle, I think mm-hmm. we're at a good spot to take a real quick break. Yeah. Let's talk about golf when we get back. Sounds like a plan. I'm Harley Thomas for Blind Living Radio, joined with Danielle Crapo and our guest, Tony Crapo. We'll be right back. Blind Living Radio will be right back after these messages. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by Industries for the Blind, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Learn more at IBMILW.com. Welcome back to our show. My name is Harley Thomas. I am half the hosting crew with Danielle Crapo. Hi, Danielle. Hey, Harley. You are listening to Blind Living Radio. We have a special guest with us today, Tony Crapo. Hi, Tony. Hello. And we were talking sports right before the break and talking about bowling 
And didn't you just get back from Nashville at a regional bowling tournament or something? Yes, that was uh, Nationals. A national bowling tournament. Danielle, that is correct. Are you proud of this guy? Pretty darn, yeah. I, uh, I It was great to see, you know, and actually we bowled um, singles and doubles on the same lanes, and it was just, it was awesome um, watching Tony bowl. And actually it was kind of cute because one of the spin callers, uh, his name was Gene, uh, he actually came back the next day just to watch Tony Bowl because he's like, man, Tony, I don't know how you do that, and you do that so well. And so it, it's really cool. Like, I'm very proud of you. Tony's a pretty big deal. He He's awfully, you know, he doesn't sound like he's really cool. He's He doesn't want to talk about himself too much. Is that right? That That is correct. Yeah, but if you're number five in the state and you're going to nationals, you're doing something pretty right. That's a big deal. It is a big yep. deal. But I want to know, how do you play golf, Tony? That's what I want to know about. Lots and lots of practice and uh, lots of spending money on golf balls. <laughs> on golf balls. <laughs> yes. So uh, how do you approach a shot if you're approaching? How do you know where you're going to hit? Does somebody line you up? Do you hit toward a voice? Typically, I'm, I'm going golf. I, when I'm going golfing, I'm going with my father, and he's my spotter. I will take a tee and a golf ball, place it right around where I think I'm going to tee off, put the ball down, put the tee in the ground, and put the head of the club right behind the golf ball, mm-hmm. back out to the hand to the handle, and get my golf grip. And then uh, my father will he'll come up and either yank me one way or the other <laughs> and say, uh, okay, that, Go that now, way. You're, now you're straight. I yeah. could use someone doing that because, you know, I think when you line up over the ball – you think you're going in a certain direction when you look out over the fairway, and it shanks into the woods. <laughs> well, you're probably... Uh... Do you know my golf nickname, Tony? I have a nickname. No. Big Timber. <laughs> I can I can cut those trees down faster than, uh, than, you know, Paul Bunyan can some days. I lose my fair share of balls, too. Yeah, Tony buys them by the case full. Does he? Yeah, he buys quite a few balls at a time. Well, you know... So do I. So do I. Sad. The, the club face isn't open. You're either slicing or you're hooking it. Big uh, timber. You know what? You're not even there and you know my golf problem. <laughs> That's really good. I have all sorts yeah. of problems. That's why I try not to golf very much. Uh, when I first started, I, you know, remember Happy Gilmore? Sure. Where he whiffs it? Yeah, I've done that a couple times. And I've come home like I was uh, out at the batting practice. Do you count those strokes, Tony? I think, too, a lot of um, getting ready to play blind sports, you do a lot of research on the Internet, like watching YouTube, and a lot of times YouTube will tell you there'll be descriptive videos of people describing what somebody's doing wrong. And and I know they're not putting them out there for educational purposes, but it does help us like, oh, okay, I heard what that person did wrong. I'm not going to do that. So I won't do that. Right. Tony, you're you're nodding your head. Is that one of the ways you, you, you train and improve your stroke? Yes. On some of them, usually it's it's driving, not the golf cart. No, not the golf <laughs> cart. It's at the tee off. Right. I, sometimes I'll hook the ball or I'll, or I'll slice it. I'm looking for distance. And I usually get around 125, 150 on a good sure. solid hit. So you're trying to hit it out there so someone like Charlotte Brown can go chase it. Charlotte Brown is uh, speaking of uh, adapting sports for blind people. She's pretty amazing. Um, I don't know if you've heard about her, Tony, but she is a high school. She's going to be a senior this year. Uh, she got her dog from the seeing eye like we did. She's got a, a puppy. 
and uh, she does track and field, and she finished fourth in the state of Texas this year for pole vaulting. I was going to say, she's a pole vaulter. Yeah, and she uses beepers to adapt her area so that she can do her jumps. So I thought that that's pretty neat, too, that the sport isn't necessarily modified. It's more your placement, setting yourself up is modified. I mean, but she has to hold that pole in the right spot and then run. you got to plant it in the right spot. it's got to be planted in the right spot. And then the height of the bar, too. Right, and you have to get your legs up. I don't know Over how you that. do it when you're blind. It's it's yeah. absolutely inspiring. Yeah, she uh, she started out last year, I don't know if it was last year, but maybe a couple of years ago, putting a darker colored piece of carpet next to where she was running. And now that her vision has gotten worse, her coaches set up beepers in the area that she needs to be to mark her spot. So it's it's very inspirational. She's such a young kid, too. It's going to be exciting to watch what she does in the future. And that's not the only sport that uses an audible tone or a blind person using an audible tone in a sport, is it, Danielle? Nope. There's actually a sport called goalball. And goalball... Goal! It, yeah. yeah it's, um, it's a Paralympic sport, so it's played around the world. And it's two teams of three people on each team. Uh, everybody wears blacked out goggles so whether you're sighted or visually impaired or blind playing it you're all at the same level you there you can't see anything through those goggles and basically you try to get the ball which has a beeper inside of it past the goal of the opposing team and that's how you score so wait a minute you have a goalie on the team too yes do they have a face mask that i don't know i believe they do i believe they're also blacked out yes everybody's (laughs) blacked out so you have to go toward the noise of the ball. Right, and it's neat. Like I was reading about it, and uh, it said that sometimes people intentionally move quietly when they have the ball, and so the opposing team thinks it's hearing the ball coming in from the right, and then all of a sudden they, the uh, team co- goes around and throws it in from the left. It's pretty slick that they have their, their ways of um, doing that. I don't think I'm coordinated enough to do that. I've watched it on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's intense. Goal ball. You know what, Danielle? I think we're going to take a short break because I want to get back to Tony and learn a little bit more about bowling. Maybe you can tell us about the the National Bowling Association, the Blind Bowling Association, and some of the cool things that they're doing for the sport to make it more mainstream. I'm Harley Thomas, part of Blind Living Radio, joined with my co-host, Danielle Crapo. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. After a word from Industries for the Blind, Milwaukee, the official sponsor of Blind Living Radio. You're listening to Blind Living Radio, blindlivingradio.com. Blind Living Radio is brought to you by Industries for the Blind, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Learn more at ibmilw.com. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is Blind Living Radio. From Industries for the Blind, providing employment opportunities for blind professionals since 1952. Welcome back to Blind Living Radio. I am one half of your hosting team. I am Danielle Crapo. I am joined in the studio today by my co-host Harley Thomas and our lovely special guest. Can I call you lovely, Tony? Tony, I don't, I don't no. know, lovely no, for no. a guy, I Danielle, I don't See, know. See, but I can Gorgeous. say that because he's my husband. Gorgeous. <laughs> I Call him know. sweetie. Schnookums. Schnookums. Okay, welcome back. We're going to talk about pet names for your spouse. <laughs> no, I think we're actually talking about bowling, Tony. Yes. 
bowling. So I want to know more about this bowling association, the Blind Bowling Association. Can you give us a quick lowdown on the Blind Bowling Association? And what, how someone that wants to get into the sport that may be blind, how do they get started into bowling? The Blind Bowling Association is was set up to get the blind people out into um, a sport like bowling that uh, normal sighted people are often in, you know, they participate in. So this organization helped set all of that up and got the blind people out of their houses and in into a sport. Got you active. Get Keep us active. Busy. Absolutely. You go to work every day. You have to have some fun, too. That's he right. He has fun every time he's around me. Now that is probably very true. <laughs> Good answer, Harley. <laughs> so, Tony, when you want to go to the bowling alley, do you have to say, Danielle, may I go to the bowling alley for four hours? <laughs> is that how it goes? I, I don't beg. I tell her, uh, hey, I'm going bowling with my dad, and uh, it's either the happy, uh, yeah, go ahead, or it's the, uh, okay. I bet she often says, I'll come along. I'll come bowl, no, too. No, I, I don't. I try to get her to come along, but she never does. I don't. And and the rule at the house is for every new bowling ball he gets, I get like 60 skeins of yarn to crochet with. Wow. Like that's the rule. Because he has 18 bowling balls. That That's a lie. You have 18 bowling balls? I have I have three. Might as well be 18. I have three. Three <laughs> bowling balls? Three. Yes. What, what color are they? There's a black and smoke one there is cool. a silver and white and then i have a blue and green which what kind of ball is your favorite ball tony now what do you mean by that the what brand is there a brand ball you like better than all the rest i i went with motive um and i'm gonna stick i think i'm gonna stick with them it sticks it it hangs on the rail there before it goes in the gutter and comes <laughs> back and just your massive mad dog hook just takes them out <laughs> That's what Danielle told me, is that you've got this mad hook. He does. Well, you said you have a mad hook. She said your hook's really mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's grumpy. Yeah, no, it's, um, you have generic cores, so the same core that's in a 15-pound ball is in a 12-pound ball. So I like the six-pound balls. <laughs> I have a Storm Tropical Breeze is my bowling ball, and it smells like uh, lemon cake. I have a candle called Tropical Breeze. Do you? A soy candle. Is it a hook candle? Yeah. No, no, it's not a hook candle, but I do have a soy candle that's Tropical Breeze, which is really good. Nice. You know, and I got it at BlindMade.com. Blind that's where I got it from. BlindMade.com? BlindMade.com. Yes, ma'am. Awesome candles. Awesome candles. They're made awesome. by the blind. Yeah. You know, speaking of hooks, I so I'm not a great bowler, and when Tony and I bowl together... He gets kind of frustrated with me because I throw a hook, and I have no idea how I do it. I'm not consistent with it. It's not every frame, but when I do it, I get strikes. And he's She's like, a natural. how did you do that? I don't know. It just the ball smells good. <laughs> so you guys need to play more sports together. I think six hours a week on the golf course would do speed you both crocheting. a lot of good. We'll just do speed crocheting. Speed crocheting versus golfing versus bowling. Well, she could come and cheerlead me when I'm practice bowling. Because uh, last time she was done that, she was only crocheting. I had to come tell her what I did. And <laughs> she then she's just attention. like, oh, I'm so happy for you, and just kept crocheting. Stitch counting is very difficult. Like, you have to you have to be on your stitch game. It's kind of like counting yeah. steps, right, Danielle? Yeah. Yeah. But prettier. Don't don't mess up my counting. Yeah. Tony. Tony. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> We have a lot yeah. of fun, though. It's nice to, you know, he has his hobbies and I have mine. And then at the end of the day, we, when we go home and 
talk about our day. I can tell him about the awesome blanket I made, and he can tell me about his bowling scores, and it's pretty fun, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I yeah. think that's is that good, Tony. Is, is that kind of what you guys how it goes? It's a good tell me trade off. Tell me the truth. What really goes on? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's good. This was kind of a fun show. It was, it was a different type show, Danielle, having your spouse here on the air. It was nice. I think next time we should bring your spouse in, Harley. That is a great idea, Danielle. <laughs> we will get that on the schedule. I will get clearance from the tower There you go. for that one. Uh, tower over tower. All right. I'm Harley Thomas, half the hosting group here, along with... Danielle Crapo. And you've our been listening to... Blind, Blind Living, Living Radio. Radio. Thanks for listening to and supporting Blind Living Radio. You can support Industries for the Blind by ordering any of our products from blind-made.com. That's blind-made.com.